0: Hey there, lady, you're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one.
1: Welcome back, Gyners, to your favorite podcast, Wine and Gine with Kelly and Tiffany. Woo! We are here to chat about something
0: uh, that many a Gyner. Has dealt with. So many a gyner. Yes. In fact, as I was preparing for this episode, I actually cannot believe we have not done this one. Yeah,
1: it's actually pretty surprising.
0: What the heck?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh. But we've been talking so much about like, you know, getting your uh, cycle all figured out and your hormones and whatever, but this kind of goes into a very specific part of that hormonal shift. We are talking today about...
0: PMS. Ah. Yeah, it stands for premenstrual syndrome. Hmm. So, so that's a whole syndrome. It is a s- picture of symptoms that can be physical or psychological or emotional or all three, yay, <laughs> uh, that can happen one to two weeks before the start of the menstrual period. And the reason that you know that it's PMS is because they go away once your period <laughs> has started.
1: I definitely have had... Uh... In particular, the, um, like, emotional stuff. My physical symptoms are relatively uh, under control, but that emotional aspect can sometimes get the best of me.
0: Yeah. So if I don't have emotional symptoms, I might not realize that my period is coming necessarily because I yeah. don't have any of the really major physical ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those emotional ones, everyone around me knows <laughs> my period is going to start.
1: Yeah. oif Before my last uh, cycle, I texted Tiffany and I was like, I don't
0: like my family right now. She was like, I "I sure hope my period is about to start. Otherwise, I'm going to just lose my mind. And it did. It sure did. Yeah. Look at you with your body body, uh, understanding. Literacy. Yeah. Body literacy. Yeah. You're literate about your body. Okay, these symptoms fall into two general categories. We've got physical symptoms and psychological and emotional symptoms. We're going to package these together. Great. So here's the list of physical symptoms. Think about which ones you could potentially relate to.
1: A little mental checklist.
0: Bloating, breast tenderness, swelling of feet and ankles, fluid retention and weight gain, painful uterine cramps just a few days before menstruation, headaches, Food cravings, acne breakouts, low energy or fatigue, palpitations, dizziness, back aches, or muscle pain. Mm. Fun. If you're getting all of these, (laughs) you are in some trouble. This is not great. (laughs) No, it's not great. It's so not great. But let's talk about the psychological and emotional symptoms. Okay. Fatigue, mood swings, irritability, depression, aggressiveness or hostility crying spells difficulty concentrating increased appetite forgetfulness changes in sexual desire okay i have all of those i have a
1: i have a handful of them for sure i i go more on the like mood swing uh situation and increased appetite for stuff that's not uh healthy for me
0: yeah that's true yeah. Okay. Would you say that what you were experiencing a few days ago, before your period started, could be described as aggressiveness or hostility? Uh,
1: yeah, it could. I was hostile. You were hostile. I was pretty dang hostile.
0: <laughs> Which is so—it's like so endearing on Kelly because she's so <laughs> sweet and nice all the time. That when she gets a little irritated, I'm like, "Oh yay, oh, get it out! I like it."
1: Yeah, my family didn't like it. I had to sit down to tell my family. Mommy's not in a good mood today, so we're just not going to talk to her,
0: okay? Bye.
1: Did they listen? No. No.
0: Which made me increasingly
1: hostile.
0: Oh my word. Yes. Okay, what causes all this crap? Why why do we deal with this? Yeah, well, there's
1: all kinds of reasons, right? It's some of it's not that it's a gainer's fault, but some of it's lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Right? People who are a bit lower, depending on their like, uh, way of eating, lower in certain vitamins or minerals, um, a really high intake of caffeine, Tiffany, (laughs) (laughs) um, more stress, lack of like moving your body consistently, um, predisposition to mental health issues already, um. PMS actually becomes more common, too, as you age, which I thought was interesting, because I think I assume in my head that maybe it's a little bit more for teenagers, right? Yeah, like you you
0: don't have control over your reactions to your hormones. Right. And as you get older, you develop coping skills. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. No, wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then genetics, right? Like family history of PMS. I know plenty of women who are like, oh, and my mom, I remember this when I was younger, and now I'm experiencing the same thing. So,
0: um, yeah. Also, vitamin deficiency can contribute too. So having like a, a low vitamin B6, calcium, or magnesium intake can actually make these symptoms worse or cause them to begin with.
1: And then I've seen so many women utilize those as supplementation, and their symptoms go drastically down.
0: Yeah, so don't worry. We're painting a real dark, desperate picture here, but we do have some suggestions for you. How do you manage some of these symptoms, right?
1: Um, I found it interesting, the stat that Tiffany found. So women with PMS consume diets that are 62% higher in refined carbohydrates and... 275% higher in sugar.
0: 275%. I don't really understand that statistic. In comparison
1: to, yeah, but... It sounds bad. Yeah, well, and we're recognizing this, like, high uh, refined carbs, high sugar is relating to an increase in PMS symptoms.
0: Yeah, and we know because of the way that the body works... That blood sugar instability is actually a symptom of some other underlying things going on. So even though we're talking about this on a very surface level today, mm-hmm. do be thinking about hormone imbalances, ladies. and don't be afraid to go back to some of those previous episodes where we talk about hormones. Don't be afraid, Don't you be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. So what is the gyner to do?
1: Have a good cry.
0: Start with crying.
1: Eat junk.
0: No. No. don't do that.
1: You want to, don't.
0: Or just eat a little bit while you're crying and then say, that's it. I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of the bathtub. It's day three. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. I can do it.
1: Well, so we talked about what kind of predisposes women, right? So we can kind of almost work our way backwards, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you need to move your body.
1: And we're not saying you need to be in like a high intensity, anything, whatever, but moving your body for at least 30 minutes most days of the week. Yeah. And that's not even like, oh my gosh, you have to push yourself to the absolute limit for those 30 minutes, but you need to be moving your body and utilizing uh, the strength and health that you do have.
0: Yeah. Go for a walk. Do some yoga. Yeah. Like those are two very low intensity things that you can commit to. Yes. Uh, Having regular meals and maintaining blood sugar levels is very Mm -hmm. important, especially during this period of time where you're expecting to have these symptoms.
1: Yes. Now, what do
0: we mean when we say maintain blood sugar?
1: Well, we want to keep that as stable as possible. Sometimes what happens is uh, it's very easy to start to feel a little low. Like, you're kind of like, oh, I'm getting a little dizzy, or I'm getting, like, really exhausted. I need something, right, to kind of push me up. And we end up eating a bunch of, like, very easy-to-grab food, which is often high in carbohydrates and sugar. And then all of a sudden we've spiked ourselves. And then when you hit a spike, great, you're going to hit this, like, massive crash. So the idea is to keep things as stable as possible, Mixing a good amount of, like, protein in with um, any of those, like, potential sugars that you might be eating. But keeping your diet as low in refined sugars as possible.
0: Yeah. So as you pack protein in with everything that you eat. Everything. And healthy dietary fats, you are going to just naturally decrease the amount of sugars that you consume, which is really important. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, trying to get a good night's sleep. Avoid staying up all night. Don't be a midwife. <laughs> if you were thinking about it, just don't. Yeah. Um, smoking, incidentally, contributes a lot to PMS symptoms. So... Is that because of some kind of, like, vasoconstriction or something? Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. also just that you don't... You're not oxygenating as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, cutting down on caffeine, alcohol... Red meat and salty foods, those Mm. all exacerbate these symptoms. Um, Which is hard
1: because a lot of times when I'm, like, feeling this, I'm like, oh, I just want, like, a glass of wine or something. It's, like, not what my body needs. Right. But it's what I want.
0: So bad. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an aspect of of making a plan and deciding what you're going to do before you get there so that you don't have to make a decision in the moment when you're weak and trying to cope.
1: Yeah, we have a whole episode about what to eat at different parts of your cycle um, that can be a helpful like planner right, for your month ahead. Okay, during these couple weeks, I want to focus on this. During these couple weeks, I want to focus on this. Just so you can plan out your month ahead and see, right? Does that help? Kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. Seed cycling is another great addition.
1: For sure. Yeah. I'm a huge seed cycling fan. Uh, fan.
0: Yeah, and inside these show notes you will find the link to a free seed cycling guide. Woo! Everything you need to know about seed cycling, how to do it.
1: Tracking your own cycle to match up with what seeds you're using is a wonderful resource. Seed cycling is very simple to add into your daily routine, but it can, starting anything into your new daily routine can sometimes feel a little daunting, so this gives you a really clear um, you know, just gives you really clear information about how to start implementing it and also some, like, frequently asked questions of, like, what if my cycle looks like this or this or... So,
0: enjoy, gainer. Stress reduction is another great way to kind of combat those psychological and emotional elements of PMS being worse. yeah. Good luck with
1: that. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: one thing to talk about stress reduction. It is an entire lifestyle shift to kind of like combat it or to even just have some awareness about where right. you can, because there's no possible way we're going to take all the stress out.
1: For sure. No. Yeah. Life can just simply be stressful, but if you have certain things that you know help, um, like, oh, I'm this particular essential oil in my diffuser and this particular type of breathing or even just five minutes of really focused like guided relaxation or um i don't whatever a little yoga flow whatever like works for you to help kind of bring your mind back to this space where you feel like you have a bit more control over your response to things can be incredibly powerful so it's ideal to make this more of, like, a lifestyle rather than, like, a reactionary thing of, like, oh my gosh, I'm, like, so stressed, now i got to do the thing. But even if you get to that point, it's always good to have those tools where you can pick, like, oh, I actually do know what helps. It's sitting in my room with a diffuser going, doing deep breaths while I look at a, uh, I don't know, a video of a babbling brook or something.
0: Yeah, you need to have a plan for, yes. like, when you're feeling at the, at the peak of your stress that you're able to stop... And regroup.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I use that tool with my kids and I don't use it with myself. I no, no. I'm like, how can you get control again? <laughs> Take a breath and do something different than what you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. As adults, we need those coping techniques too.
1: We absolutely do. We have not outgrown it. That's for sure.
0: Okay, so now let's get into some more, like, those are more lifestyle changes. Like, Mm -hmm. how can you support your whole system? This is not going to just affect your PMS positively. It's going to affect your whole life. So you guys hear us harping on this stuff all the time. For sure. Um, But now let's get into, like, really treating some specific areas and symptoms. Um, I really like the use of evening primrose oil. Have you heard about use for this outside of birth?
1: I actually have not.
0: Okay, so evening primrose... Evening primrose oil. <laughs> I don't know why that's a hard <laughs> one. <today. laughs> um is uh, something that has actually scientific research to have shown 60 to 70 percent improvement of PMS symptoms. That's
1: crazy. It is. I don't know how I've never I'm in it. Yeah,
0: so this I've is a very this is a very low cost supplement. Yeah. You can find it anywhere, but There's controversy about how it is harvested, so please don't go out and just willy-nilly get any evening primrose oil. Do a little bit of research.
1: About where it's sourced? About where
0: it's sourced. In fact, let's link it in our show notes. You're welcome. I care so much about this supplement being (laughs) a good one. We'll link it in our show notes for you guys. Um, This is a very high dose of evening primrose oil. Um, and so if you would like specific advice about what that dose is exactly, reach out to us. We will um, gladly give you some direction on that.
1: That's really fascinating, though. That's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, it's a prostaglandin. Mm-hmm. It's a natural prostaglandin, which we know when we use it for birth, there's evidence that supports that it helps to um, soften the cervix. Right. Yeah, so sometimes when women are, like, past their due date, we'll have them ingest evening primrose oil, or we'll have them insert capsules up near their cervix.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's another application for it. Uh, A couple other things. Licorice. Donkai, which is a... Licorice
1: meaning, like, not... Ah.
0: Very good. I
1: just feel like I need to say, not like the candy licorice. No,
0: that's not actually licorice. (laughs) (laughs) Licorice is a plant, you guys. It grows in the ground. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually licorice root that you'll find at a health food store or online. Mm -hmm. Um, Black cohosh. Mm -hmm. tree berry. Also known as? Vitex. Vitex. Those are, they're synonymous. So Mm -hmm. you can um, look those up. Those are good. Uh, cycle stabilizing herbs Mm -hmm. and black haw is another one that helps with PMS symptoms lovely so good so you guys have some tools in your back pocket you do changes to be considering Uh, before we close up this episode I want to talk about one more important thing yes have you heard of PMDD I have yeah so it is pre menstrual dysphoric disorder and it is very similar to PMS, except for while 85% of women experience PMS, only about 5% of women are diagnosed with PMDD. Uh, it's like the symptoms of PMS, but just extremely like debilitating. Yes. So it's all the symptoms that we first talked about in the beginning of this episode, um, but it, they're very severe and like, pretty disabling, so, like, you can't function in your normal life because Mm -hmm. they're so um, overwhelming to you.
1: Yeah, like, all of that, like, hostility, all of that, uh, like, those heart palpitations, all of those, uh, that, like, increase in tension, all of that is to a point where it is disabling, which is, like, a terrible place to be. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times, people are like, well... This is just how I experience, right, my, uh, my symptoms for PMS, right? And that's, uh, it's like so much deeper than that.
0: Yeah, so if, uh, the, it is actually classified as a mood disorder, but it's cyclic with your hormones. Mm-hmm. And the reason, or how you would know that you have this and not just typical PMS um, is the severity of it. But the reason, the way that you would know that you have this and not another mood disorder is that it just happens in that luteal phase Mm -hmm. after ovulation and before your menstruation is when you experience these symptoms and they can be severe enough um, to give you um, pretty serious depressive and suicidal thoughts, debilitating anxiety, and just very irritable and tense is mm-hmm. how this kind of gets described for women, and so if this is what your experience is, and you've already put it if you, you've always put it inside like a PMS container, um, that is definitely something for you to be thoughtful about. Absolutely, and this is something worth getting treatment for. This is a mood 100%. disorder that is worth balancing, um, things going on in your brain, things going on in your body. And I just want to give a little bit of hope for anyone who might be experiencing that, that Mm -hmm. this is, there's treatment for this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's super important. And again, I feel like a lot of uh, people either talk themselves out of it, assuming that they just have more intense PMS, or um, they also get talked out of it from care providers sometimes too, who aren't aware, right, of the reality of the, disabling nature of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's hard because it goes away, then you think, Am I crazy? Was I right. just experiencing that? Exactly. It can be very, um, very difficult. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so that's eighty-five percent of you are experiencing just general PMS, you guys. Yeah. But you've heard us give you a lot of tools and things to try to mm-hmm. reduce that number.
1: Yes. Uh, we would love to hear from you this week of uh, any particular things for that you've done for your symptoms outside of any or including what we have mentioned. Also, um, because we like to share all the tips and tools from the gainers, from the gainers for the gainers,
0: right? From the gainers for the gainers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, guys, we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the wine and gyne podcast to connect with tiffany and kelly and all of your fellow gyners be sure to join them on instagram at wine underscore and underscore or over on their website wineandgynepodcast.com have a great day vagina experts